Peace be with you, Payne County. And with you too. Your great, great you uh, too. welcome. Welcome to uh, Pastors of Pain radio Pain show, Pain. podcast. We're on the radio on Sunday mornings on Pete 94.3. Most oh. of you are listening as a as a podcast, but we have we have a number of radio listeners. They tune in and then they listen to the Mass, the Holy Mass, I on heard, the radio at 10 a.m. Is this also on St. Michael Radio? Pastors of Pain is. Is it really? Our, the podcast is, yeah. Wow. St. Michael Catholic Radio. We made it Tulsa. big time, O'Brien. I mean. How did you get us on that? We know the owners. Really? The, the president and vice president of St. Michael Catholic Radio are Adam Minahan and David Niles. The guys who do? The Catholic Man Show. What? Shout out to the Catholic Man Show. Oh, I just yeah. pulled out some construction gloves out of my pocket and decided to mess was, around with them. That was weird. A-D-D. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Glad you are with us. We're joined uh, once again by uh, seminarian Kyle Dowd. Yep. There he is. All right. Yep. Excellent. Um, I hope your 2023 is going well. Uh, we're gearing uh-huh. up. We're just a few weeks away, three weeks away or so from uh, the season of Lent. It's um, so we'll get we'll get to that. I just want to give a little shout out. Uh, we have a, a wonderful parish yep. Lenten mission uh, coming up uh, right before Ash Wednesday. So Ash Wednesday is Wednesday. February. <laughs> what time is midnight mass? Midnight. What day is Ash Wednesday? Wednesday. Uh, Ash Wednesday is on February 22nd. So the three days before that, which is the 19th, 20th, and 21st, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Sister Carolyn Nunes from Alton, Illinois, is coming to St. Francis Xavier to dominate Ooh. our parish mission. So we're going to each night, Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Sister Carolyn is she's from the Dragon Sisters? Awesome. Yes, the, the she's Dragon uh, Franciscan Sisters of the Martyr Saint George, Dragon from Sisters. Alton, Illinois. Those of you Saint John's people who know Sister Stana Maria, uh-huh. uh huh, formerly known as Jin U Burnham from Pond Creek, uh, from Pond Creek, Oklahoma. That's the religious order that she, that um, Sister Stana Maria joined. Anyway, Sister Carolyn is coming all the way from the St. Louis area to be with us for three days. It's going to be awesome. So book wow. it. Book it. And this is going to come Book over it. during the daytime and do some campus. Yeah, we'll stuff. have some. Yeah, there'll be some. But anyway, St. John's students are most welcome in the evenings. And, uh, of course, everyone, anyone listening, you're, we, we'd love to have you. We have our own parish mission going on at that same time. You do? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's get on to this Lamb let's, of God. Let's get on to this. Let's, because, get, yeah. let's get on to this. I think we burned a lot of fuel last week. Talking about the sign of peace? No, no, just our preemptive stuff about... Oh, we were talking about your building. It's around exciting. The, around the Big 12 and that kind of stuff. Transfer? Yeah. Transfer yeah. portal? Um, okay, so after the... We've been walking through the Mass. Again, just a reminder, as part of the... We're trying to uh, help our people, yes. you, open up and better understand uh, the Mass... And so last week we talked about the sign of peace. And so then right after the sign of peace, we get to what is known as, uh, there's sort of two th- multiple things happening at once. So we're singing or saying what we call the Lamb of God. And I want to come back to this and explore the Ag- that. Agnus Dei. Uh-huh. But then it's also at the altar, the priest is, is doing what we call the fraction rite. Yes. Okay. Which which what should we do first? Maybe let's do Lamb of God first. Uh, a, a little a little correction for people out there who think it's a really great idea to um, to during the consecration when the priest says Jesus took the bread, said the blessing, broke it. I heard a crack one time during mass, and the priest fractured the host oh, no. during no, the no. consecration. 
Now, again, as I said last week, when you said, hey, you're saying y'all, we have to correct these things and because the church in her wisdom and beauty has has put these in according to not only scripture but tradition and why they're theologically here. And so it says, then, in number 129, then he takes the host, breaks it over the patent, and places a small piece in the chalice, saying quietly, may this mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. So that line, I mean, people never hear that. You, no, would, it says, you would never, if you're at Mass, you're, you're never going to hear that. That's a, that's, the pre, that's a private prayer uh -huh. of the priest. So would you say that again? For yeah. people to be able to, so because you because you're going to mass and you look up there and you see the priest break the host. Yeah, he fractures it. He fractures, it fracture, yeah, right? fracture, fractures the host, and then he takes a little piece. I mean, when we say little, I mean it's. I usually kind of take a little kind of corner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's as big as it's smaller than my finger. Yes, and it's this in this in the Byzantine divine liturgy. The, it's the same point in here where the lamb is mixed with the blood. So you take the host with the giant piece of bread, which is called the lamb, and the priest takes it up on the discos and scrapes it into the chalice, pushes Jesus into the chalice. His body, there's a mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bring eternal life to us and receive it. So it's not just, we're not just receiving his body and blood. We're separately, as separate entities, that they're, in the Eucharist is the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. So what's at his resurrection? It's not just his blood that's being raised and not being his, um, uh, his body being raised, but the whole Savior, body, blood, soul, and divinity being raised. And so what is happening at, the, at this fracture rite, the commingling, they're putting them back together of our Lord Jesus Christ, bring eternal life. And that's what the resurrection is. The resurrection is eternal life to us who receive it. Not to us who just like stare at it. Because, you know, our job, we're not just to, um, to watch the mass go on. We are also called to participate in this. Great yes, consciously and actively. Yep. I think one interesting thing is if you go like in the Acts of the Apostles, the early Christians actually referred to the Mass as the breaking of the bread. Yeah, well, the, the four things of the early church. The, so uh, Acts, Acts chapter 2, verse 42. What are yep. they? Uh, the communal life. Yep, yep. The sharing. But that's communal life. Uh, the scriptures. The scriptures. Teaching the teaching of the apostles. apostles. Teaching of the apostles and, and the breaking of the bread. Yep, that's it. Yeah. So... I mean, they called it that. They, this, so this is a big moment. If they're, if they're, if they're, their name for the mass was uh -huh. the breaking, the of, breaking the of the bread. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a big moment. Well, what does Sister Wendy say? You got that book. So here? she says, yeah. So this is my little book called "The Mass Explained." Sister Wendy, who's sorry, Sister Wendy? Sorry, Sister Wendy is the artist the art. from England. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is Sister Rich. Maria Grace Dateno, uh, FSP. So she says, uh, "Why did that action seem so?" Basically, they. They saw a beautiful analogy in Jesus using bread to change into his body. First, one loaf of bread is made of many grains of wheat. This is the breaking part. So one loaf of bread is made of many grains of wheat. So we, though many, are all part of the mystical body of Christ. A loaf of bread is broken to be shared among many. So we are all united by receiving the uh -huh. one body of Christ. Also, they saw that what bread does for our bodily life, Holy Communion does for our spiritual life. 
which began at our baptism. It nourishes it and makes it grow. She says, if you watch closely, you will see that as the priest breaks the host, he puts one tiny piece of it in the chalice. Yep. The separate consecration of bread into the body of Christ and wine into his blood signifies Jesus' death, the shedding of his blood. Bringing together his body and blood by this action signifies their unity in his resurrection. What does I just said? When Jesus, yeah. when, when we receive Not Jesus wrong. in Holy Communion, it is the living and glorious Jesus. It's the resurrected one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're receiving, when you receive Holy Communion, you're receiving the, the resurrected body of Jesus. Yeah. 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 Dude, there's, um, That's why when people say like, you guys are cannibals. And the answer is, yes, we're eating his body and drinking yes, his blood. Yes, yeah, not, no way. We're not. No not, one's a vegetarian a in this house. Yeah. <laughs> Take that, vegetarian Catholic. <laughs> yeah, there's no like, there's gluten intolerant hosts. Like there's a, there, just low, low gluten, gluten, low, low gluten. gluten. Not gluten free. But, but there's no vegetarian hosts. Gluten free, not allowed. Low gluten allowed. That's right. Yeah. So, okay, so while the fraction rite is taking place, the Lamb of God is being sung or said. Yes. This is beautiful. So now, a few weeks ago, we had John chapter 2, I think it was. What's this? On the second Sunday of Ordinary Time. Oh, yeah. Behold the Lamb of God, John so, the Baptist. Right. So the Lamb of God. He was testifying, God, yeah. Why do we call Jesus the Lamb of God? Because John the Baptist did. Yes. Um, so this is a t- one of the many titles of Jesus, but a very important one. So many times you'll see in churches, you'll see, uh, you're going to see it in our church when we get our stained glass windows rolling. Um, the one right above the altar, the rose window above the altar, the current plan is right in the middle of that will be a lamb with a sword through it. Whoa. Isn't that cool? That is pretty sweet. Because Jesus is the Lamb of God. Right. A funny story, when we were in seminary <laughs> learning how to celebrate Mass, uh, so we mass. were not priests, yeah, so we had a little fake chapel, fake Mass, and we would practice. Green you know? screen. So I'd be like, hey, guys, do you guys want to go practice Mass? And we're like, <laughs> like we were seven years old. Um, and we, so we go up there and, like, and critique each other. Well, anyway, I had a seminarian oh. classmate. I will not say his name. He was from Minnesota. And he, we would get to that part, and he would say, Lamb of God, Lamb, <laughs> Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God. And we were all like, what? Anyway, so then at the end of his, at the end of his fake mass, he would say, okay, what, uh, anything? And we were like, dude, Lamb of God? What do you, what do you, <laughs> what does that even mean? It's like saying y'all. Um, <laughs> Um, Back at me, I'm humble. Anyway, Lamb of God. God. Lamb of God. Um, you were going to say something? Yeah, yeah. That I, I love this because it was, not only was it in John's gospel, it was at the end of the season of Advent, right? As we were coming into Christmas, we heard that reading from Revelations 4, 5, and 6 about the Lamb of God because this is, I've been thinking about this because I was writing about this during Christmas time because on as soon as you come in the doors of our church, on the left side is John the Baptist, and he's painted. He's like, I think he's like six foot two tall, and it's a three foot wide painting. And he's sort of rotating in his hips, and he's pointing at the altar. And the altar has a three and a half foot tall mosaic of a lamb standing on the book of the seven seals with blood and water coming out of it. 
And the blood and water coming out of his side is the same color as the blood and the water on the floor of the church at St. Oh. John. And Andrew and John the Evangelist are on the other side. It's always Andrew. Mm-hmm. And they say there's another person with them, which is historically John the Evangelist. And they're looking at the lamb. But this is, why did they, Fulton Sheen has this really cool line. He says, why did they run to the lamb? And the, the answer is because all of Jewish history from Abraham to this moment has been waiting for the lamb to arrive. Oh, hello. And he's, the lamb is not just a man. It is a man. And so they bolt and they run to the lamb of God. And well, what else is going on is at the mass, remember the mass is heaven and earth are full of your glory, as we already talked about. Um, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts. Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna. And the two are merging together, as we heard. We're participating in this. I think it was like the word she used a couple weeks ago was like same. Like the same event going on in heaven is coming down to earth. Yeah. And we're participating mm-hmm. yep. in it. So when, when we hear the, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, we have to think about heaven in our midst and us in heaven because this is what is being sung to the Lamb who takes away the sins of the world. And then we ask these things, have mercy on us. Remember, it's, um, it's the blind Bartimaeus. Uh, no, no, no. Blind Bartimaeus. Uh, yep. He says, Jesus. Yeah, he calls no, out to he, Jesus. Son of David. Son of David. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. love that scene because. Have mercy on me. Yeah, because in, uh, if, you go, if you study the Gospel of Mark, no one yet, except for a demon, has identified Jesus as he truly is. It's the same in the Gospel of Luke. And when you get to the end, we finally have a blind man who has been listening at the, at the steps of Jericho on the way to Jerusalem, who's been hearing all this, and he says, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. Which means, Jesus, the long-awaited king of the Davidic line, the sprout that shall stump, come from the stump of Jesse, the Nazarite, the true Nazarite. That's who you are. And then you're also God because God is the only one who can have mercy and forgive someone, pity. So it's just so beautiful because I just imagine Jesus with this massive crowd hearing that out of the mouth of blind Bartimaeus and going, Same. dang, somebody finally Same. got it. <laughs> At least one blind. of them knuckleheads. And, and they're over there saying, Shut up, shut up, <laughs> don't announce that. And he's like, get him over here. But that's what, I love that. It says, you take away the sins of the world. Like the, the evil that has entered the world through, through our first parents, Adam and Eve, that the Lord has never forgot his promise. That book from Scott Hahn, God, a father keeps his promises. The lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world have mercy on us. Like, just be merciful. Be kind to us. We, we're not very we good. Didn't, yeah, mm-hmm. we, didn't, we deserve but, punishment, but you are merciful. But this lamb, this lamb, this is what everybody's been waiting for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's what is held up mm-hmm. as the priest elevates the host. Or in the Eastern Catholic Church, they literally call it the lamb on the, on the discos. So then there's Old Testament, Old Testament uh, connections. What, what's the connections too? Yeah. So Sister Maria Grace in our in my little book, the Mass Abraham explained. and Isaac. 
This petition is sung, Lamb of God, the priest, uh, sung as the priest breaks the host. The title, Lamb of God, reminds us of how God told Moses and the Jewish people in Egypt to sacrifice a lamb and sprinkle its blood on the doorposts of their homes so that death would pass over them and they would be saved. This prefigured Jesus, our lamb, who offered himself and sacrificed to the Father to save us from sin and reconcile us to God. Side note, when we did the epiphany, chalk, water, salt, blessing. Oh, yeah, sure. Right? Where do you put, where do you write the blessing? On the doorpost. On your doorpost. Mm. Oh, it all comes to together. Uh, Christus so, mansion that's right. benedictus. That's right. So the Lamb that's of God, right? So this this image of Jesus as a, as a lamb, um, a lamb slain. And but, not just that. like But a spotless lamb the, without the lamb sin or blemish. From, the lamb from Abraham and Isaac, like um, the lamb that was meant to be sacrificed in Isaac's place, yeah. right? Because when they're walking up the mountain, Isaac's like, hey, dad, where's the sacrifice? And yeah. Abraham says, hey, dad, uh, why are you? And are then you he comes up me? with this great line. He says, God will provide himself the lamb, um, which Ooh. from the grammar of it, it could mean either God will, God will give a lamb, like he'll find something for us, or it could also mean God will provide himself God, as the God lamb. will be the lamb. Yeah. Um, and they wow. get up to the top of the mountain, um, and he's about to stab his son, and the angel's like, no, don't. There's a look over there. And they look over in the thicket, and there's a ram, which is not a lamb. Yeah, in the thicket. it and rhymes so with lamb. It rhymes with lamb. So that's why when we talk about, like, they're <laughs> looking for the lamb throughout all of history, they're literally, like, the Jewish people were waiting for the, waiting for the perfect sacrifice that was going to take the place of Isaac. And so when Jesus comes on the scene and, and St. John says, there it is. 2,000 years later, wow. here's, here's the perfect sacrifice. So I, actually, as we're, as we're talking about it, I think that's going to change the way I pray with this part of the Mass. It's like not just thinking like Lamb of God, like, yeah, okay, God's got a lamb. That's kind of nice. But like, no, God, like this is the perfect sacrifice taking my place. And that they've been waiting. I, mean, I love that line, Kyle. Yeah. They've been waiting for. Yeah. And for it increases my confidence years. in asking mercy for him because that's literally the point. That's why he's here is to be merciful, is to take my place in offering sacrifice. Yeah, to save. That's the perfect name, sacrifice I could never offer. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot there. That's really beautiful. Thanks, um, Kyle. The Lamb of God, the Ag- Agnus Dei. Yeah, mm. yeah. Wow. There's a lot there. Okay, so mm-hmm. then uh, the priest... Uh, holds up the host and says, "Behold, the Lamb of God." So the priest, you know, quoting, quoting John the Baptist, "Behold, the Lamb of God." That's a moment where you, your eyes should be up. If you're at mass, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you should be looking at up, up as the priest holds holds up uh, Jesus. What do you got? Well, I, I was just uh, uh, number one thirty one. Then the priest says a prayer since we already did the mingling, the fraction fracture right. Yeah. There's a prayer that the priest says, um, it says says quietly, uh, and there's two options for them. Uh-huh. Did you forget these? Do you do these during Mass? Let me come at you. Uh, Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, okay. So what's the order of it? So the priest, that's before, he that's says, before behold the Lamb of God. Lamb of God. It's, okay. It's just after the fraction. Okay. That's, so yes. Lamb so all this, that's amazing. All this is happening at the same time. So we have the, 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 the Lamb of God is being sung. Uh-huh. Yep. The priest breaks the, the host, fracture, takes right. a small piece, places it into the chalice. And then as the Lamb of God is being sung or after it's over, 
The priest has a prayer. So you'll you'll often you'll see the priest kind of bow and and maybe his li- you know his lips are are moving. And there's it this is really this is beautiful. These these two prayers um I've been guilty at times of kind of like you know sort of like moving too quickly through them. When I really pray them, man, it it helps me. It helps me a lot. Um it help it 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 it, it helps me a lot. Um, to to really focus on what I'm doing. So there's two options uh-huh. in the missal. Would you could you read? Yeah. So remember, this is a a prayer, and then the prayer is directed to. Are you ready? I'm, I'm ready. Quiz, Kyle. You're not a priest yet. You've either a the prayer is prayed to the Holy Spirit to come down upon you. B it's a prayer prayed to the um. The uh, the Father in heaven, or I've already C, forgotten a. C, the Lord Jesus Christ, or D, all of the above. Hmm. Are you looking? Are you? Cheating? He has it in front of him. He's Perhaps. cheating That's on hilarious. the mass. I think. Go it's, ahead. It's E, which is A and B. No, uh, it's, it's <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. It's Christ. Jesus. Okay, so the the interesting these prayers are now we've kind of made this move to the to the prayers to the Lord Jesus, the Lamb of God, and it says, Lord Jesus Christ. Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit, through your death, gave life to the world. Free me by this, your most holy body and blood, from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. It's very personal. Okay, then mm. the next one says, May the may the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy, be for me protection in mind and body and a healing remedy. So they're, they're, oh. they're, they're pre- the priest is praying for himself as he is about to receive that's Jesus wild. in the Eucharist. Yeah, it's beautiful. So you you that's something people don't really see. Or you, I mean, you may have gone to Mass your whole life and you didn't even know that that was happening. So the priest prays that prayer and then the priest genuflects. Mm-hmm. Okay? In adoration, you know, and then and and kind of does that. It all sort of happens simultaneously. The priest genuflecting as the people kneel. So the people are standing during this whole time. And then the people kneel, and then the priest takes the chalice and the patent and says Behold the oh, Lamb of God. Okay, so nope. okay, this so, is where, uh, so let's see. Let me number 132 the, in the uh, general instruction. or the So it says, The priest prepares himself by a prayer and said quietly, so that he may fruitfully receive the body and blood of Christ. The faithful do the same, praying silently. Then the priest shows the faithful, this is the general instruction of the Roman Missal, number 84. Then the priest shows the faithful the Eucharistic bread, holding it over the patent, or over the chalice? Which one do you do? I do both. Not simultaneously. I alternate. So one day I do one, so and the next day I do... So really? Sometimes I take it, and I hold it... Over the... Over the chalice. So the patent is like kind of the plate. Yeah. And the chalice is the, cu- is the cup. So I'll take it, and I'll put Jesus over the chalice, the mouth of the chalice, and hold him up. Really? You don't do the same thing every time? Or I'll pick it up... Over, no, uh, this... Uh, I, I said to myself, this, this is inside baseball. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> because I think I get in the same routine of doing the same thing over and over again. I, ha- I want to. I don't want to. Oh. Because I get comfortable with doing that. And it can be too I, casual. I preached mm. a homily one time. I said, 
handling the Eucharist is like handling a roadside bomb that you have to be very careful on what you're dealing with there because the power contained in it is so explosive that it could literally blow your head and your hands off. But it's also something you have to care. You're scaring our first communion kids. They already gave up a half hour ago <laughs> in the previous episode. <laughs> they, of, of just, what are we, like, I don't want to get too comfortable handling the body and blood of Jesus. Yeah. But also, I don't want to get too scrupulous and be like, oh my gosh, did, did I do did I, No, it's like, so yeah. I, each time I, I may like, today I held it over the patent. And yesterday, really? I held it over the patent, over over the challenge. I guess I haven't. I mean, I haven't. You and I have don't have mass together, you know. But and sometimes I'll fracture the host times a year. Like I'll I'll fracture it into four pieces, or I'll fracture it into one. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. Sometimes I'll take a quarter off of it and leave uh, leave three quarters of the host attached, just so like in my brain I don't get comfortable with going through the routine of doing the same thing all the time. Oh, because see, then, I want to do the same thing. Out of because I don't want to get distracted. Irish, French, Ukrainian. Well, I, I mean, there's Oki. They're, they're a little Russian. What, what's there, Irish too. about that? Like Irish just love order and structures of things and processes. Oh, and Germans. French, you know, the French sit around and drinking I don't know medicinal wines, thinking about <laughs> Marxism. I mean, they're. <laughs> You say, you want a revolution? Well, let's talk about that. <laughs> okay, so then right. it says, the germ says, uh, the priest shows the faithful the Eucharistic bread, holding it over the paten or over the chalice, and invites them to the banquet of Christ. Behold. And along with the faithful, wow. he then makes an act of humility using the prescribed words from the gospel. That's where he says, behold. Oh, the prescribed the God. An act of humility. How is this? How are these words an act of humility, O'Brien? I mean, the priest. So the priest is, you know, is hold, holding the host yeah. up, and I don't know. Is it the part I think that, that happy? I think with yeah, what you're referring to is the Lord. I'm not worthy. Like that's oh, the part that there he says it is. With there the it is. There it is. Okay. He make, that's because okay. this is not. That's the act of humility. This is not my sister Mary Gertrude of the Sacred Heart. This is the germ. <laughs> this yeah, is the germ. germ. And the germ mm-hmm. is saying, "Make it." This is that act. So of the humility. act of humility, yeah, is the words after. So the the words that the priest okay. says, "Behold, the Lamb of God," is is the gospel, and then the words that the people say back. With so the, the priest with says, the priest with the priest. Yeah. yeah. So the priest says what? Behold. The words of John the Baptist: "Behold, yep. the Lamb of God." Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. And then it's added. This is a great line. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. That's awesome. So there's the Lamb again. Behold the Lamb of God. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Why is it? Okay, explain just real quick why blessed. Why why would we use that word? It used to be the old translation was happy. Happy, yeah. Happy are those called. But that's it's blessed is a blessed is blessed is better. Okay. Yeah. It says because you can be blessed and not happy. And then together with the people, he adds once, not twice. And then I like it. It's in unison. It's the whole body of Christ saying, We say together, Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. So it's not alternating paces. It's not saying it real fast like, I'm from New York and you're from Southern Georgia. (laughs) It's all in unison crying out the same message. So that's the, the words, the, the words of words the, of the centurion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Roman centurion who has one of his servants 
who is who is ill. Ill, yeah. And he invites Jesus, or Jesus comes to his house. No, the line he says to him, he goes, I have servants that I say do this and do that, and they will do it. Mm-hmm. Like, Lord, you don't need to come to my house. Just say it right here. And yeah. he's like, Jesus is like, look how great this guy's faith I want to come is. to your house. Because he knows that, like, for Jesus as a Jew, like, he would be ritually unclean. So he's like, I I Ooh. respect your God. And so <gasps> yeah. I, yeah, don't even Never. bother coming to my house. Your, your God, whoever you are, you can just say, be healed. So, like, we're being asked not just to have the humility to say, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but also the confidence to say, I know that you're God. And so if you just say the word, which you are, you know, you're the word of God, but if you just say the word, my soul will be healed. And I think that's so important because as Americans and as like steeped in this Protestant culture, we get caught up in our sins a lot. And just, we get to that point of like, Lord, I'm not worthy. And then dot, dot, dot. Oh yeah, there's something yeah. else after that. But I think it's, <laughs> it's so much more important to like in a Therese of Lisieux kind of style, just throw ourselves at God's mercy and say like, you're God. You can forgive me and make me <laughs> you holy. Can. And he could, he could just say the word, but he he still he could, but he still comes to us. Yes. So God could be distant and make things happen in our life, but he doesn't want to be. God wow. wants intimacy with us. He wants to come into our house under our roof. The roof of your mouth. He could do it. He could. He wants in to your body. He could do Mm. this, but he's chosen to do something. He's chosen to do it differently. Come on, Mm. O'Brien. Give me some of that. Oh, yeah. Like (laughs) you. Wow. God desires intimacy with us on the podcast. So there it is. We'll, We'll keep rolling on this. We hope you're enjoying it and hope you have a great week. Peace.